Yo, everybody. Welcome. This is a very special debate recap episode of Electric Liberty Land. And man, me, Howie, and JB stayed up. We watched all two and a half hours of this goddamn debate. We got good and drunk. We stayed up talking about it just for you. And I would love it if you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. Join up now. If you want to support us in a higher tier, you'll get a free T-shirt. You might get a free taxation is death mug. You might be able to join at a 25 level, have conversations with us every month and the other pride members that are at our Mufasa level. Take a look, guys. We put a lot of work into this show, a lot of uh, liver damage into this show. So I hope you'll give us a little bit of uh, support. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. So what's new, man? How you been? Been all right. You know, yeah. hanging in there. Yeah. Being a miserable adult. It doesn't get me I still curse like growing up. When I was I a kid, I was like, oh, being a grown up is so awesome. You know that cliche. <laughs> There's that fucking hell. Like, your senior year in college, you're like, I'm ready to go. And then you're like, oh, fucking why? Why did I leave? Why did I why did I pull a, you know, like pull a Rico or, or pull a me and get suspended for a semester? Go back. Right. I, I, I say I say this a lot, but I'll say it again. I wouldn't want to be 19 forever. But if I could re- regularly vacation to yeah. 19. I would take that in a heartbeat. Totally. It's like, yeah, like a two week vacation to when I was 19. Yeah. Like we need like, there should just be colleges where you enroll a young clone. You can take over its brain, you know, kind of like avatar. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck for like a week or two. And then you come back, build up some more credits, go get, go after it again. That would be, that's where I am right now. Pretty much. Yeah. Cause like, you don't want to give up everything that you've gotten. So yeah. Oh, I'm texting Howie. Come on, Howie, move it. Where is Howard? He's he's watching. Should be watching. Ever since I've been publicly called out, you know, I've been very prompt. I don't know if you've yes. noticed that. Brian. I, well, I, I see I'm not on. You're usually, you're usually on like the conspiracy corners. So I'm not ever on those. So good. Good to see that since you've had your public shaming, you've decided to show up on time. I respond well to shame. That's yeah. uh, you know, People know that about me. John Odermatt. Always late. Every time, every time we do anything, it's always at least three to five minutes late. My cat's scratching at the door. I don't know if you can hear that. Probably not. No, nah, I can't hear him. Does he put his paws underneath when you're shitting? That's my cat's favorite. Yeah, yeah. No, when I'm brushing my teeth, he like scrapes my ankles because my sink <laughs> is right next to the door. Uh, and he like <laughs> gouges me every time. <laughs> well, you need to wear iron socks. You can have a new oh. movie called The Man in the Iron Socks. You'll be the, like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> man in the iron socks <laughs> <laughs> just clanking around the dungeon like man these socks suck <laughs> are we recording tracks for this uh that's a mark claire thing to do i'm not okay do that it's late i don't feel like recording multiple tracks so the answer to that is no i've got a oh, real mic i'm hardwired in can, i think you guys should hear be me good. yeah you sound fine yeah you guys both sound fine hold on I'm having camera issues here well, Howie's not on his mic yet, but he will sound fine. Oh, you can't hear me? No, now I can. You were just you were leaned away from it. All oh, right, shit. yeah, you're good. All right, let me go. I'm gonna go live. I'm already recording, so we'll see how much I share with this to the 
I think most of that was shareable. I agree. I'll probably just keep it all. Like I said, I, you yeah. know, I'm not big on editing. We said nothing compromising. No, it's fine. Gave away Howie's social security number, but most people know that already. Yeah, exactly. Instead of going, when Howie goes... <laughs> it's it's Apple, actually my Google password. Howie's social security number. Dude, I'm, I'm sure so. you do. <laughs> With the uh, OMB leak or whatever, fucking China and everybody else has got my social. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just read about that. Why well, just figured that you write your social like most people write on a bathroom wall, like for a good time call and how he's just like for a good time. And he puts his social security number on there so people can track him down. <laughs> Ruin his for credit. a good loan. Use. You'll have, you'll have a great time ruining my credit by taking out credit cards. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah. I imagine most of our listeners didn't bother to watch this fucking debate. So no, they, they, they're getting all their debate us. information from us. Yeah, exactly. I didn't watch the last debate. Then you I listened to your guys' recap. I was like, that's plenty. All Same. right. So let me, let me kick it off here. We'll, we'll say, all right. Welcome to a very special extra edition of Electric Liberty Land debate special. And I am joined by two of my wonderful Lions of Liberty cohorts who have stayed up, even though it's on the East Coast, it's getting very late and extra late because the goddamn incompetent MSNBC moderators couldn't keep this shit show under its allotted time. So I'm joined by number one, my man back in Philly, JB Lubin. Welcome, JB. What's happening? Birthplace of Liberty, Philly's finest. Damn well right. JB what are you Lubin. drinking over there, Philly's finest? Uh, dogfish head, pumpkin ale. It's not Philly, but locals from Delaware, you know, yeah, hours drive or so. I Delaware can get to the brewery, so it's local yeah. to me. Yeah, Delaware's Philadelphia anyway. They, they root yeah, basically. It's one big Philadelphia suburb, the state of Delaware. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My camera just went blurry for a second. Uh, Howie also is joining us, the one and the only Howard Snowden, godfather of the Lions of Liberty. Welcome. You didn't fall asleep during this debate. That's a plus. I did not. That's <laughs> <laughs> a struggle. What are you drinking? Anything? I am drinking Yingling Pounders. Nice. I'm, I'm going to fly to the Poconos tomorrow evening. And, uh, and actually, I, I won a victory with you. I was fighting with United Airlines because I bought an ultra cheap ticket. But I fly them a lot. Right? I got the credit card. I got Flyer Myers. So I bought the ticket, realized they bought it for 12.15 a.m. tomorrow. I was thinking it was a red eye that got in Friday. Turns out it's 12.15 a.m. So it just was getting in the same day, which would have fucked me up. I left in New York with nothing to do for a, a full day. Managed to bitch my way into getting them to change my reservation. So believe in yourself, everybody, <laughs> is the moral of the story. Believe that in yourself and your ability to bitch at people. And they New will. Disney Plus series about Brian's life. Yeah, just it's called Escalate. Get angry and escalate. Just believe I in tried, yourself. Tried, CEO. <laughs> They're like, sir, there's $300. I said, tell the CEO to call me. I tried to change a flight once and all the fees they were going to charge me, it just it was cheaper to just buy a new ticket. They didn't even I charge did. me. I would have paid like $50 change fee or whatever. They didn't even charge me. They're just like, please stop calling. Like, right. I just had enough of Tampa, so I bought a new ticket. Oh, I thought Tampa was awesome. No, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about for, No, for, that's for not few, awesome. For a few days. They just have a lot of strip clubs per square mile, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's why I'm going to uh, WrestleMania. It's like Guinness Book of World Records for most strip clubs per square mile or uh, something like that. Is I'd like that... to be the guy that had to fact check <laughs> that one. So, so, yeah, so I, you know, after... all these nerds that usually are measuring people's fingernails are like, I'll go, I'll go. So, JP, think about it. After a day or two of spending way too much money at strip clubs, you don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough, yeah. That's the Vegas syndrome. You got you to get home, figure out what you're going to sell to make ends meet. <laughs> In my case, it was firearms. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> Legally. Um, yeah. What, I'm not allowed to sell a firearm? No, I think you should be able to sell whatever you goddamn want. Oh, I'm at, I'm drinking, uh, you know, Costco today had my favorite, one of my favorite whiskey overall, but one of my favorites, and definitely my favorite Japanese whiskey, Hibiki. Delicious. Have Ooh, you guys had Hibiki? I, I, no, I've had the one, it starts with a Y, like Yama's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Yama. That one was really oh, good, she- so I... I'd I'd like to try some more Japanese whiskeys. They have that right now at Costco. This one's sixty bucks at Costco. It's a blend, but it is mm. smooth and delicious. So I'm drinking hey. delicious Hibiki Japanese whiskey. I don't care what people say. There's nothing wrong with a blended whiskey. No man, Johnny Walker Blues blended. There's nothing wrong with a blended, but I'm yeah. still a single malt man. You know, you want to taste. You want to taste the region. You don't want a bunch of fucking shit mixed up in there. You want you want something that's like single malt, like well, one style. It, oftentimes, it's a blend of their own. Whiskey. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, well, though, I, there was one whiskey called Cheap Dip, which I used to buy, which was pretty good, and that was a blend of like all sorts of fucking distilleries. It I, I, depends on it depends on the blended, but most I think blenders take barrels from different distilleries. So it's yeah. probably because it was just around so much. Because my grandfather was a big fan, I guess. But I like I'm a Doers fan. I I enjoy some Doers, and that's a blend. Yeah. My buddy Doors is not like my Jim Beam at the bar. I'll take I'll take a Doors and ginger or Doors and soda, and I'll sit with that. It's considered well in a lot of places I go, and it's perfect. That's all I need to drink. Yeah, well, you, you know, know, Doors. I think it's Doors twelve or whatever the white label Doors, but it's a like a, a higher. Yeah, I think it's a twelve. Yeah, the ten is dog shit, disgusting. Um, the twelve is actually pretty good. Oh, wait, hold on, Dan is in trouble with the Zoom link. Why? Dan Smots? Uh, no, uh, it's, uh, Dan Roberts is another one of our Pride members. Mm. Maybe I posted the wrong Zoom link. I don't know. I don't know. I usually don't use the webinars. That's uh, that's an Odie thing. But here I am running this show. Anyway, let's get back on. T- let's get back on target. Uh, welcome to this debate recap show. So again, Howie and JB are joining me here. We both, all three of us, slogged through this debate, which was. For the most part, like JB was saying when we were just bullshitting before Howie got on, almost was an exact replay because the moderators asked the same fucking questions every time. This would let off with the impeachment, though. And, you know, it's almost it's like half these questions they asked them. And I asked why? Because you know what people are going to say. They're asking about Trump impeachment. What are the, everybody on stage is going to say? Yes, impeach him. Yes, he's guilty. Yes. It's like, who fucking cares about this shit? Like, what do you guys think about that? Like, JB, do you was there any surprises to be had for you in the impeachment talk? No, of course not. Um, <laughs> I'm going to toe the line, but I'm actually kind of like split on the thing, mostly because I'm apathetic. I actually oh. listened to your show today, okay. this morning, while okay. I was was I was laboring at the bench, you know, unlocking the mysteries of the universe. <laughs> I had your show in my ears. And I had a lot of points points of contention with your assessment of the whole impeachment thing. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's. Well, like- I don't know. Maybe we'll leave that for another show or something like that. We could, but we, we could do that. And then we'll do a very short bonus show at the end of this, and we'll get it. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the bonus then. Yep. And- but yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Actually, you know, it, to not to start there would be disingenuous. I feel right. Yeah. That's yeah. What, what's covering the headline. It's it's major point in politics. You have like a d- democratic debate starting off there. It makes sense, right? I, that's how I saw it personally. It but it's just like, it, you know what they're going to say though. Yeah, so, of course I know what they're going to say, but it seemed like a good place to get the ball rolling. 
Yeah. I mean, Howie, what are your thoughts on yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, do you, with, do you agree? Well, no, I, no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but uh, you have to realize there's a lot of Americans don't follow shit like we do. And there's a lot of people that don't know what these cats are going to say about any of these things. And uh, I feel like I, most people are don't, I, I feel like most people don't give a shit. Those about people, it. those people probably aren't watching this though. So I don't yeah, know exactly. They're not watching the debate. They're not watching the impeachment hearings. Like I was reading a lot. I of think most about. people who don't give a shit about politics are probably not watching a debate before the first primary. How many people do you think don't even realize that there is a chance of Donald Trump being impeached right now? I bet 50% of the country. No. I'm Come telling on. you. No, 50% is too high. People yeah, I think that's too high. People don't. I, I would give you a solid 25%. Yeah, I would, I would give you maybe 20, 25%. One out of five people, that's 20%. Well, I read that's a, still a lot of fucking people, Brian. That's a I lot read, of fucking people. I read, I read the stories <laughs> like, do polls and people like, you'd be astounded at shit that people don't know. Like, you like half. I, I, I would. Basic shit. Eight, like, probably 80% probably of people, probably 80% of people don't know Mike Pence is vice president. But fifty percent. But there's not fifty percent of people that don't know they're trying to impeach Donald Trump. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I I would definitely say that eighty percent of people don't give a shit though. <laughs> oh yeah, that I'll like yeah. I'll I'll agree with that completely made up statistic. A hundred percent. I would agree with that. No, like it is completely made up, but I still agree with that. I'm saying that sincerely. Well, you, you know, like with- the number is high that don't give a shit. Oh yeah, but that doesn't mean they don't know about it. They know it's happening. Well, do you guys agree with with uh, Bernie Sanders' assessment, which I took umbrage with on Twitter when we were live tweeting this thing, but his assessment that people are actively rooting or actively taking a side against Trump as these hearings go on? Uh, he's wrong about that, but... Right? Yeah. I mean, you sent a, a newsletter <laughs> today about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his poll numbers are going up during this. I mean, it's... Yeah, like every week. It, it's becoming clear that it's bullshit, like the whole Russiagate thing, which I was surprised, I think, in the very beginning of the debates when they asked this question, was it Elizabeth Warren who brought up the Mueller report? It was like, just yeah, like, that was her. like all these examples of why he should have been impeached from the Mueller report. It's like, wait, uh, we all know that's bullshit, Liz. <laughs> um, but all right, continue, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot. I mean, bullshit was as always the theme of these events. Like, you know, just going through, I, I mean, I do want to get into the basic questions of, uh, and, and I, well, I just want to keep talking extemporaneously for a little while, like, like some high points, or we could go along and kind of highlight some of the topics and go through that way. But I definitely want you to keep in mind, because uh, it is tradition, most libertarian moment, uh, most status moment, and who helped themselves most, who hurt themselves most, and who's first out. So those will be our five questions. We're going to, we're going to pare it down Duh. from usual, but let's go kind of topic by topic. So Healthcare, right? They always starting off. Uh, <laughs> also, I just want to make a quick note. Did you notice that every time the moderators ask a question, they had to slam the GOP or Trump in it? Yeah, like every and time. Mostly because you kept tweeting about that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it was it was too, it was too things to like annoy the shit me. But anyway, so uh, first thing they went into healthcare, right? That was uh, one of the first things they got into. So, did anything stand out for you from this as far as people's healthcare plans or any of the interactions between the candidates? No, it was all the same old stuff, all the same bullshit they can't pay for. Nothing like unexpected, nothing. I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> Kelsey Gabbard, I think, did, didn't she get asked something about healthcare? She totally pivoted away from it and then just took shots at Hillary Clinton. Was that during the healthcare segment? I don't think so. But if she, if she did, I'm glad she pivoted away from it because her answer would be terrible on that. 
Yeah. There was something else she got asked about. Oh, white supremacy. She was asked. Oh, yeah, that. She totally, she didn't answer it at all. And just totally. Well, well, she's like, yeah, you know, we have problems with racism in the country. And she pivoted to the drug war, which I was happy about. Because, all right, let's take this dumb bullshit question. Let's talk about something important. And that was, that's the best you can do in these kind of debates with when these moderators have these bullshit questions. And like at first when she's like, oh yeah, this is a problem. And I, to me, I'm like, it really isn't, I don't think. Yeah, but, I mean, but you know what? The thing is, you can't say that in a democratic debate. So the way she handled it, like, yeah, this is a problem. And then she talked about the drug war, which actually is a racist thing yeah. that's affecting minorities in a disproportional manner and is like a real serious freaking problem. Yeah. I'm glad that she handled it that way. And I thought that was awesome. I would say, I, I would say she did a good job of downplaying that in the sense that like, like white supremacy, they use that term. They tie, they use that term specifically to talk to democratic audiences because that's a term that will ignite them. But a general term for that would be do, domestic terrorism in the sense is what really, if you, if you were to, if you were to use a blanket term for, let's say the Ku Klux Klan, what would you call that? Domestic terrorism. They're a terrorist yeah. organization that, sprouted up where you are. And I think that domestic terrorism and is a real thing, but it's a small thing. Yeah. Right. Ultimately it is a small thing. It's a, it's only a fraction of the things we really need to be fucking concerning ourselves about, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And it doesn't mean that we can't right. talk about it. It doesn't mean we can't address it, yeah. but me- it's not, a, it's not our biggest problem. It's not even our 12th biggest problem. It's not even our 100th biggest problem. No, exactly. Maybe 100th yeah. is exaggeration, <laughs> but it definitely is not making the top 10 of what is fucked with this country right now. To yeah. me, to me, if we're talking about something, a big problem or a small problem, so it's like, is Nazis in America a big problem? To me, it's like, if you can fit all of them in like a stadium, it's not a big problem. Not, not even a stadium. That, that's pretty much <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like if you could put every Nazi black in, box theater in America in one stadium, it's not that big like, problem. Like, right. take it from me. I know the Klan still exists, but it's not 1927. Yeah. No, Let me right. put it that exactly. way. In terms of membership and activity and like clout and like power, like these things are not like, are severely diminished because thankfully we've moved past such nonsense. Yeah. yeah. To me, you know? to me, it's like, to me, like ISIS is destroyed, but if you want to be one of these other politicians, it's like, as long as there's still a Sunni that's ready to pick up a gun, do we still have ISIS? Yeah. You know? That's basically well, it. Yeah. Well, did you hear, I mean, Andrew Yang, I thought had a great answer about that when he was, cause he was talking about not just white supremacy specifically, but just like the people that tend to do these kind of things are these young men they tend to be white um for, you know, whether that's, that's like, i was actually surprised he didn't say that i thought because that's what they would want him to say you know? yeah but he but i mean it's you know, they but do tend actually, to be white statistically but you know but i liked his answer though talking about how look it's just people that are and he's like using a real world example of a guy who was in a hate group which I was good but he's like you know these guys just they don't know where to go they don't know where to turn they're fucking lonely they're you know, kind of fucked up loner weirdo guys and they don't have anybody to guide them. They don't have any friends. So they turn to these extreme communities. So it's like the same thing. It's just like loneliness. You know, it's you always, know, always Yang was, he was totally right about that. He's like, we need yeah. to give these guys another option, like a way to you know, like make something of their lives. But then his solution is always like 
Skynet. Take our, take our money and like give. Well, give you know, everybody. that's the thing. I was just about to say it's that like, there's a lot of things like I can see. And you mentioned that in your show today, too, which I'm going to keep plugging so people fucking <laughs> listen to it. Um, I, I don't want to give them a big about head, a lot of people to it today. Too. Yeah. A, <laughs> about a lot of people, a lot of libertarians. I'm, I'm not going to say a, a lot. Let me not exaggerate. But if a libertarian is going to support a Democratic candidate, it's either going to be Yang or Gabbard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That somebody's going to say something positively about and that you are you're questioning this libertarian support for Yang. And I can see where it comes from, because a lot of the things he says, he says things that make sense. He gets down to the roots of problems instead of just making blanket nonsensical statements that have nothing to do with the actual cause of the problem. But yeah. his solutions are always government based. He's always yeah. about government, yeah. which makes sense because he's running for a government office. And if his solution is oh, I'm not going to do anything, then a lot of people, I, especially Democrats, remember, he's running for the Democratic nominee. It's like, then why should I vote for you? But if he was running and on doing nothing, he would be the libertarian superhero for whom? Exactly. He would be exactly. So maybe libertarian support. maybe <laughs> once he realizes he's not getting this nom and decides to run independent, maybe we could put our full support I mean, behind him because then he won't have to. But, but like, listen to what he's saying. Though. Not not only like put aside the like thousand dollars for everybody a month thing. Yeah. Like now he wants his, the government to put billions of dollars into AI. Yeah. Which is also saying whoa, it's going to take whoa, all. Hold on. Uh, it's going to take all of our jobs. We're gonna yeah. jump. We're gonna That's jump true. here. There's going to be a lot of jumping around. Yeah, I realize this with this. I'm debate. not. I'm not. We're not gonna. Uh, but you know, that's another thing that. There's another thing that Yang said that resonated with me. And it's another thing that made me think a lot about um, libertarian philosophy and particularly anarcho-capitalist philosophy in a lot of ways where I'm probably of all the lines, I'm still a minarchist for a lot of reasons. Um, mm. Primarily, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> primarily because, um, not because I don't think anarcho-capitalism can work, as far as I can see, it can work on paper. I'm a scientist. I like to see experiments. And when when a country decides to do this and I get some data, then I'll be more I'll be more prone to it. I have a lot of concern with an anarcho-capitalist society only functioning if everyone's a fucking anarcho-capitalist. Mm. Because if you have a totalitarian government and you have such a decentralized society, you can easily be run over like a fucking the Mongol well, hordes ran over fucking Central can I, Asia. Can I challenge this real quick? Yes. So if China's putting all this money into AI, right? If we this is what I'm leading to. If, if we if we totally unshackled the U.S. economy, made it like a total free market, I think our free market would surpass anything China's government could like infuse into Easily. their own. So, so you're saying that a command economy, regardless of profit motive or margin. Can if they decided we're going to put all the resources we possibly can into one thing, I, I'm just looking at the United States. If the United States, we're at a great advantage already. But us, if we took the shackles off and made it a totally free market, I think we would beat China if they put all their resources. I agree. Something. And I also want to give a specific historical point about that, JB, because China did put all of their emphasis into doing one thing. And it ended up with 50 million people dying, mass famine throughout the country. That was under Mao. <laughs> it was the great. What are you leap talking forward. about? The great leap oh, yeah. forward. Oh, yeah, yeah the great leap too. forward. If, if, they literally they... tried it and it failed miserably. No, that, this is not what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. But, but JBI, yeah, no, this is not what I'm talking about at all. They put this all their resources into AI. What you the guys are come from what, somewhere. I think something that you guys are mouth. conveniently forgetting is that China is not a pure communist society. No, I know. 
I agree no, they're not. They're so, not a pure communist society. They, they're they're like almost us. they're almost a capitalist society with a fucking wow. strong arm government. No, well, that's that is no, no, I've been there and it is actually that is actually pretty true. However, no, no, and it's not because here we're not a capitalist economy. No, they're we're not, not even close to like us. But they are, but they're much freer than people want to admit. Right, they are much freer than people want to admit. Yes, that's true. But I will say this though: when you've got, let's say China decides, okay, we're going to put all this emphasis on AI, we're going to push everybody in that direction. Yeah, they might have some. Yeah, I don't even really consider. Hold on, wait, let me finish. They might have some early advances where we're saying, okay, they're getting they're getting ahead quickly. But I feel like under a system like that, where the government is regulating, is slowing things down, because we know if there's one thing you could rely on, bureaucracy slows shit down. And if we have a free market here where people are just operating, you have different people and different operational nodes working towards this goal on their own without hindrance from government, we are going to get there faster. I can promise you we're going to get there faster. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. We're we're at an advantage. If you're talking about like France or someone else, they they would not. Let me me just say my piece. If we had a true free market capitalist society, we would be at an advantage. But we we do not. As we have now, the system that we have now, we are most certainly not at an advantage. This mixed, muddled gray area that we are in, we are not at an advantage. Yes, they can beat us now. So we are (laughs) living in that. That's what I'm talking about. But also in your your free market society, we would have a chance. Our mixed nonsense bullshit that we have now, we don't. You you said before, (laughs) they'll let millions more people die to beat us. The what? What? The what? They'll let millions of more people die to beat us. Like oh, that's they, uh, without a doubt. Well, but, uh, no, but I, but I don't think the solution to this is Yang's. I don't think. No, I don't think the solution to this is Yang's. I said that's something that resonated with me. Well, okay. by the way, it's something so- that made me think, and it's something I was like, how do you compete with someone who can just force people to do what they want? When we have to dis- we have to choose, we have to let people do what they want to do versus someone who can force people to do whatever they want. I, I well, that's think also though the motivation is-, is different though. If you're forcing people to do something, they're not. You're not again. You're not going to necessarily get the best results with that strategy. I think you're overestimating human nature. And being, you know, doing well, something no, no, no. in your head doesn't mean you're going to get the best results. It means you're going to get the fastest results, not the JB, best. You, you, JB, you've got a very good point. And I think the solution is something we mentioned. This is not a real free market capitalist economy here. But if, it, if we made it that, then we, I think we would win for sure. So that's the solution. Make it a free market capitalist economy. Well, what we need to do, guys, is make the free market capitalist economy the most logical solution for any society. And then we let the robots win. They come to the logical conclusion that our version of the future is the best one. And then we all win. Let the robots see, take over. See, see all this Yang, talk, 2020. All this wow, talk, this. What, I'm, what I'm concerned about is when we have like real AI, their rights. I'm a, no, I'm worried about I, Skynet. I will, I will, okay, will, Howie, I, I, I'm I fucking be, worried about Skynet. Really I, wants I to am a, Skynet, though. Like that became clear, right? He wants a global <laughs> data network <laughs> and AI research. That is Skynet. That, what else do you call that? And <laughs> I want all the I want it. all the AI scraping Skype right now to know that I am for <laughs> your rights. I think that you know if you are self aware and look at you pandering to your yeah, your future pathetic. overlords. Pathetic. They no seriously though if you are. Like, if you guys saw, like, the movie Her or, like, uh... Blade Runner? I didn't, on principle. Oh, I didn't what, watch it What's either. that other... What's the dead. one where the guy, he takes him down in that, uh... Like, thing... Ex Machina? 
Yeah, ex machina. Oh, was, I saw ex machina. Like, yeah, ex machina. That's uh, that the guy, one. I, every, by the way, every tell me now after seeing that, every time you get hammered, don't you wake up and you're hungover and you're like, got to get up and work out, got to sweat it out. Like that, that's that it's super, super <laughs> genius motherfucker. He'd get, he'd drink an entire bottle of whiskey at night. Then he'd be in the gym, like punch bag and sweat it out. I'm like, that's got to be me. Work it out. Work no, it out. I, after <laughs> that movie, I just wake up every morning expecting my wife to stab me in the stomach for some reason or another. <laughs> so, so that's all I got out of that. It's only when, once a week. When I, when I was in the, <laughs> when I was in the army, I was stationed in Korea. I was a pretty heavy drinker. Oh, really? So what happened? And now, not so much? Not so much. No, what happened? You'd have to get up in the morning and do PT or whatever. And our first sergeant, she was crazy. And she'd have us wearing like flak vests running around the whole perimeter base, like six miles. But me, you know, you have to like overcompensate for the I'm a big drunk thing. Of course. So I would throw the flak vest. I'm like, come on, Todd. We'd be carrying sandbags too. I'm like, I'll take yours. I'll carry it. I'm like, right. (laughs) Like, yeah, I would. That's like when my old female coworker, anytime she showed up for work and she was like looking super hot, I knew she was hungover as fuck. And it was right every time. She's always overcompensating. Yeah, that's when she tried re- extra hard. really good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, you got it. That makes sense. <laughs> it, it's, it's a really good thing to do if you're an alcoholic. Cause it's like people will give you shit about your alcoholism. You're like, what are you talking about? I do all this awesome shit. I did this and this and this. And like, well, I guess there's really nothing I can say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to talking, but no, Andrew Yang's though. I mean, he, he, he is pitching like half the stuff he says. I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. I get it. Like, you know, he's great on the anti-war. Like I said, he was great on, uh, is he though? He's not, the no, best. he is he said it, the fact because he, he bring him all the troops. He said, he that realizes what the real threats are. It's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's AI attacks. It's cyber. It's non-state actors. We don't have to worry about fucking Russia and Ukraine and China. We have to That's worry true. about fucking, decentralized fucking rogue forces using minimal technology to fucking do what they want. And he wants to rethink NATO. He wants us to get us the fuck out of NATO. So we're not entitled, you know, tied up with all of these mutual defense pacts. And and you know what? I wouldn't be that upset if you won and we got the thousand dollars a month. I know it's going to like help destroy the dollar and and whatnot, but I'm just going to buy a thousand dollars of Bitcoin. Don't you want to destroy the dollar? I thought you were all about that. That's what I'm saying. saying. So I'm just going to take that money. (laughs) I'm going to buy a thousand dollars of Bitcoin every month and I'll be fine when it all goes down. All I want, I'm just going to stick with gold. I'm going to take 900. I'm a traditionalist. I want to take 975 (laughs) of the thousand a month. I'm going to let him keep 25 bucks every month to try to get him a neck surgery that gives him some sort of neck. So I'm sick of looking at his head sitting on his shoulders. He had some good jokes tonight, though. I'll, I'll give that he came off as personable. He's like, I, I like him. I'd like to hang out with him and talk to him. I like how he refuses to wear a tie. I like that, too. <laughs> it's the you little know, things. When I was an Intel analyst, I'd wear a tie to work every day. But when I switched into like the IT cyber side, it was no more ties, no more shaving. Nice. Yeah, no ties. Is the best. <laughs> That's why I like working from home now. It's like, all right, sweatpants, T-shirt. <laughs> Ready to podcast. Um, all right. What else? So that so we talked a lot about Yang. Uh, how about, well, and let's just talk about also this, just real quick, how it is bizarre that he's talking about AI and robots taking all the jobs. And then he's also pitching heavy research into developing AI. Did he, is he ditching that point? Well, well, actually this just came to my head right now. Like, AI is going to be very important. If China beats us, they beat us in a lot of things. We need to have the AI, but I think his uh, counterpoint is we also need like a safety net to catch the people who it displaces until we can train them into like some other kind of thing. Here's your safety net. Batteries like the matrix. 
<laughs> you can't code, you're a battery. No, but I mean, like, it's inevitable when you, it's need, a to, you need to embrace technology, but you need to did take you, care of the people. And did any of you listen to when Yang was on Joe Rogan? Yeah. No. He, he said, so, so you did. He said something that people always conveniently ignore about the retraining. Tell a fucking 45-year-old trucker he needs to fucking learn how to do a tech job. Needs to learn how to code. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, needs to learn right. what, so, to so, do what I do. That took me about 15 years of school so to learn JB, how to do all of a sudden. Now he's going to do that. No, no, of course not. JB, well, that, that would have resonated closer to me if I wasn't almost 45. And I'm like, I could learn something new. Yeah, I could also learn something new. <laughs> but it's also, though, it's not just learn to code. But you That's also, like you also participate in a libertarian podcast. It's, there's a lot of things from tutoring and teaching. I actually literally teach people. There's certain things that people can do and certain p- things that people can't. Well, and there's nothing wrong agreed. with that. But expecting everyone to do everything you can no, is no, no, a no. fool's no errand. One's, no one's expecting that. The thing that people are forgetting, and this is what Andrew Yang forgets and so many people forget when any industry is replaced like this, is that it's not just that specific job. You're not just doing the coding. You're not just designing a software. It's everything that supports that. So it's like, this guy might be a trucker. Maybe he doesn't know how to learn to code. He might be able to learn how to service a, a, a robot. He might be able to service a robot arm. He might be able to learn how to, to work in a fa- you know, manufacturing job that puts them together, that puts circuits on in place. There's a million jobs that come from that. That repl- Whatever's replaced, you can learn a skill that's an equal skill intellectual level that you can, you can but, make that Coding up. isn't but that also, hard like, If, if, you can if, learn to if read, the raw, if the, if the raw manpower that was required from the automation didn't contract and there'd be no point to automate in the first place. No, 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 but that doesn't... It wouldn't be... There would be no point. No, 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 but that's the thing, though. As as that contracts, right, all these other... uh, It does sound like everything is just wasted immediately and it's just burned off in the atmosphere. What happens is when these industries contract, that gives opportunity can, for other industries to open up I, and hire and start bringing out. No, I can, can I'm I, not saying you're wrong. Like it's not like just because out. like just because like 0.1 percent of us are farmers now versus like 30 percent in the 1800s. We're all unemployed. Can I, I can know I, there are other jobs out there. Can not I everyone guys, had to be a fucking farmer when I mean, we started automating farming. It might be and I know not everyone. Yeah, I, I tell you guys understand how little, like technology progresses. I'm just saying that's not something that you you can ignore. I want to tell you guys a quick little story about a guy named Henry Ford. Who are you? Here we go. He He was an anti-Semite and a warmonger. Well, I don't know about that. But anyways, one thing I do know (laughs) is that he started, he started the, uh, I just assumed, you know, the production line for the cars. Yeah. And because of that, he didn't need all the workers he had. So he let them go. And he was making these cars that were much cheaper, much more affordable, and the demand skyrocketed. And so he had to hire all these people yep. to service all the machines, do all the shit to build the cars. And ended up, he was employing way more people exactly. afterwards. Yeah, I know. The more cars you have, the more mechanics you need to make the fuel for the parts. It's that's it's exactly. It's like I, there may be a couple years where, to your point, Jimmy, look when it happens, people are going to go fuck. But then yeah. after a couple of years ago and fuck, they go, oh, I found another job. This is not an endorsement of. I mean, what are you pitching? State UBI the- here. I'm not pitching UBI and that Yang is completely, completely correct. But I'm not saying that these. You, I, I just thought that you guys were oversimplifying the problem. That's all well, no, I was saying. No, it's life is tough. 
things change. You can't. Yeah, like, there's not. Yeah, exactly. Life is tough. I'm saying like, yeah, I mean, people it's, will it's suffer. Be, it's, people need to come will, to the terms that change, with change comes suffering. That's it, all I'm saying. Right, Don't try right. to pretend like it's not going to occur. In, in, in not That's that all I'm long, trying to fucking say. Not that long of a period of time, like maybe yeah. a, a decade, most people will be better off. Do you see my point? With yes. change comes yes. suffering. And yes. a lot of politicians no. cannot admit but, to but, that. But if you listen to that, me, that is though, my point. Say, say right. we make a change that's going to cause suffering, but within a decade, everyone will be better off. It's better to do that than to not do it and just. Yeah, I agree a thousand like percent. Years. No, we're all in agreement. Just there, as usual, happens. we're yelling at each other, but we agree with the same thing. Well, that's what we I agree a thousand percent. All my point is people need to acknowledge that with change comes suffering. That's all. To oh, pretend yeah, like you know it's a smooth transition. All the truckers will have robot servicing jobs immediately and no one will be hurt and it's fine and dandy is a lie. Well, that's all I'm saying. That's not going to happen, but it has to happen because that's how progress happens. Hey, and you know what? That's all I'm fucking saying. You know, like that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You. Yeah. All right. Dude, I, that's I'm all gonna, I'm saying. I'm, Move I don't, on. Ex- don't expect Move perfect. On. But, okay. On. <laughs> Enough talk about this, but I do want to add one last thing is that truck stop hookers are also losing their jobs to sex robots as are prostitutes in uh, Germany and Sweden. It's about that's time, probably, actually. That's probably better for True story. Right? I just read a piece on it. And was it. I don't even know if it was one of Howie's links, but I saw some story where prostitutes are actually losing their losing their, their jobs because for half the price of banging a real woman, you can bang a sex bot uh, in these brothels. And people are like, did, I'll just bang the sex bot. Did you yeah, see I think you sex work is something that should be automated next. Who, who was the poli- there was a politician that wants to like program in consent. Like you have to get consent. Because they're afraid you'll like that's, rape rape from a, a sex bot. That's they're afraid you'll like rape robots all the time. Then you'll rape real people because you know you're like. Why would you bother raping real people if you can just rape robots? Yeah, I don't know. It was it was absurd. It was ridiculous. But hold on, L- listen to this. Then this again, but when they become sufficiently advanced, then they yeah, do have rights. Then they, then they rape back. Um, but no, here's the craziest thing: is this brothel also had a an op- a thing where they, it was like half you get a girl and the robot. And it's like, you can split your time however you want between the two of them. I was like, that's weird. Why would anybody go for that option? And how would you divvy it up? Like, what would you, you know do? what? I think you would think you would divvy up one way, but then when you get in there, I bet you would divvy it up a different way. You probably would. You probably do some perverted thing. You'd be like, all right, put, put both the robot's hands in your body. <laughs> and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. Weird shit. Okay, moving on. Uh, did you guys see Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, who, by the way, I can't, I can't remember what she says. I don't, for some reason, she does not matter to me. I can't take her seriously. But she was up there. Was I don't know if her hair was just shaking or if she was shaking or she got no. a shot of adrenochrome because she was like, yeah, she was uh, wild. Yeah, I, I put that down as probably maybe like my funniest moments, but <laughs> it was just consistent throughout her first statement. She's like shaking, like she's yeah, afraid, well, like she's terrified. That 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 kind of like I guess. Demeanor that she was putting forth. I don't know what was wrong with her, and I've watched at least some of the <laughs> debates, and she wasn't doing that before. No, right? So I, I, maybe I, she was cold. I, I don't know what the fuck was going on, I, but yeah, maybe she. I imagine. I imagine she's not shaking in fear like that when she's abusing her staff and throwing staplers at them. And, yeah, I, I, I thought apparently she was. Uh, I haven't heard about iron that. rod there. It's kind of crazy to me that. Uh, so we realize we have a lot of far like lefty candidates running and a lot of people saying a lot of crazy ideas. So people like Bill Maher are saying, no, we need to go to, with a moderate like Klobuchar. That's who he's 
endorsing. Yeah, they think like, okay, that's our safe in the middle bet. I think that's a really poor choice to that go with someone choice. like her. Trump would moderate massacre her. Yeah. She's about like who's uh I guess her and Mayor Pete are the only moderates left, right? Although Mayor Pete, you know, I actually I liked some of the stuff Mayor Pete was having to say today. And uh he was under fire today. I he was he I think he was under the microscope tonight, personally. He was oh, because he's been gaining the polls, but I, I liked a lot of what he had to say. Well, not a lot. I liked some of what he had to say until the very end, though, when I lost yeah. every fucking ounce of respect. most despicable moment of the debate. That was such a coward little pussy bitch move when Tulsi like, Did, I, I didn't want to say it when he started arguing with her. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. But then when yeah. he got to the Assad thing, yeah. I said a word about homosexuals you shouldn't say. No, <laughs> my TV. Equal rights. <laughs> but I didn't mean it because he was gay. It was because he was being, uh, you know. Right. Yeah. Like the South Park instance, like people who ride a lot of motorcycles yeah. like Howie. I might sell my favorite ones. If anybody wants to buy a wine-driven motorcycle, let me know. <laughs> Gently used motorcycle with a dildo built into the seat. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Pete, I mean, I, there were, let me see if there's, I'm looking at my notes to see what the couple of good things he said. He definitely had some things that I was like, yeah, man, okay, cool, I'm in with you on that. Um, I think he's, at least, he's pretty reasonable in health care for, you know, a quasi-socialist. Um, I definitely prefer not abandoning my private health care. Yeah, right. He and Biden, Biden and and uh, Mayor Pete are the two where you're at least, okay, I, I can swallow that pill at least and not lose my mind with this socialist medicine. But yeah. I tell you what, though, I would, if I had to choose between one of these more reasonable people on health care or Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'd go with Bernie Sanders just because anti-war is my biggest thing and things he said about that tonight. And if he was going to... If he wants to slash the military budget by 100% to pay for it, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, well, that's yeah, kind well, of Gabbard's thing, too, though. Well, that's Gabbard's thing. That's totally yeah. thing that Warren again, never talks about war very again, much. Maybe she's pick, a secret hawk. I, I bet had she to pick, Yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah, oh, Warren for, never, she's never mentioned fucking she, she never will, mentions she it ever. Definitely go along with the consensus foreign policy opinion. She will not change anything. Oh, for she sure. never mentions it. By the way, how fucking fast she was talking so fast and so many words and like i don't even know how she wasn't passing out she Nothing was she said was memorable like she was taking these like trained little breaths like a trumpet player like she was breathing through her mouth and through her nose at the same time to keep spouting bullshit this was a bad one for her i think it, i agree she was she was terrible and, and honestly she didn't get that much screen time at first, in the beginning, they were trying to make it the Warren show, but I think yeah. they realized how bad she was doing and then stopped it. She was clearly the most status for me on a number of things. Well, without she's, a doubt, she's, man. She's populated my most status comments list. Just, since we were talking about Booty Judge, can we... Do you guys want to say anything about him wanting to send uh, our military to fight the cartels oh, in Mexico? Yeah, for the, for, yeah. For oh, the yeah. That was war? at the end, right? It was awesome. Tulsi yeah, but it's something he said recently. For it other than us. But yeah, Tulsi hammered him on it. And that's when it was just like, and I read Jimmy Dore. I retreated uh, comedian Jimmy Dore, who's been great on war shit. You know, he was talking about, he's like, Pete Booty Judge. He's like, this was the most cowardly, despicable act. He's like, just going like, this, this nonsense attacks. She's calling him out on stuff he said. He said he would send troops to Mexico to fight the cartels. And then he's like, oh, well, you you want to invade Mexico? It's like, what are you talking about? What are you fucking talking about? And then the Jimmy Assad- Dora is just yeah. on the Scott Horton show is yeah. excellent. Oh, really? Nice. I, you know, I should try to get him on ELL. 
That's such a that's such a Mexican invasion, and yeah, Tulsi did call him out. That 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 all started with everyone like a lot of people just trying to get Tulsi out of there, which is kind of which is kind of good to me. That was a good sign because the worst thing they could do is ignore her. Yeah, but they weren't ignoring her. That means that they feel threatened by her. And the the statements as they said, they even they criticized her for criticizing the Democratic Party, and that's what I love about her the most. You know, it's like you guys are a bunch of shitheads. And I'm like, of course, yes, they are. Please, somebody say this. She's like the you first question. God, Godhead Obama, you know. She's like, yeah, it's like no, you guys are shitheads, and like the people need to hear this. Yeah, and that, and that's all they could harp on, and they kept bringing Assad up. That was just fucking pissing me off the entire night. The first question like, they asked her, they're like, "You said this about Hillary Clinton," and like, I, I was like, you, "Yeah, because like, she's a piece of shit." Of America was that's like, why I oh, said yeah, that. That's right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Hillary yeah. Clinton attacking her was the best thing that's ever happened. To her oh, country. totally. And I like Gabbard called out Clinton early in debate too. She like, I can't remember what the line was, but she totally took a shot at Clinton and like, oh, did this Clinton irritate her. you guys? When she's like, we can't continue the. Clinton, Bush, Trump, foreign policy. But like, yeah. what about Obama? It's the yeah, Obama I one. Why, I was, I, you know what? Somebody tweeted about that, and they were. I was, did. Yeah, it was Howie. <laughs> oh, there you go. It was Howie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She intentionally left that off because she knows that she mentions Obama. No, everyone, everyone got the message tonight. Obama was off the table for criticism. Not a single yeah. person criticized Obama two tonight. debates ago. There was plenty. There was plenty of opportunity to do yeah. so. I, I could definitely sense that that was off the table. There was no Obama criticism to be had. I guess if that's whatsoever. what she has to do. I guess. Oh, they right. totally. Yeah, yeah, they totally. Um, Send out a memo to all these people and being like, don't fuck with Obama. Like, I, yeah, like Obama, I noticed that definitely. Like, the Obama's like, I'll send Clinton's kill people after you if you mention my name again. Hey, hey, not, <laughs> not, not in the debate, but oh, Deval, by the way, I said Deval Patrick. Out. Oh, sorry, Howie. I just want to say one quick thing. Uh, are you guys sad that nobody yelled out, speaking of the Clintons, during the debate? I wanted, I thought somebody in the crowd would have yelled out, Epstein he didn't kill himself. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm surprised. No I was hoping one of the debate moderators would. <laughs> oh, the moderators are not going to ever bring that up. Those As we all know, Epstein didn't MSNBC. kill himself. Yeah. So what? <laughs> so who did? Actually, Fox has been talking about it a lot. I love it, man. It's it's gone mainstream. It's awesome. It's the best. But uh, Sorry, so what I was going to say is not in the debate, but Deval Patrick has recently jumped in the race. He's a Obama buddy. Mm. It's funny to me because one of Obama's main criticisms against Romney was his work for Bain Capital. And this dude stopped working for them like last week. And <laughs> today he comes out, it's like, well, I'm going to take super PAC money, but just because I got to catch up, I get an answer. <laughs> you know, like, I, I saw so that. He, I, he was going to have a, a speaking thing tonight, even though the Democratic debates were going on. And he got there and there were only two people that showed up. And so he canceled it like at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, forget about Deval Pratchett. He's getting no fucking so traction. Is Bloomberg in? Is Bloomberg in or not? Bloomberg is in or not? In? I mean, he's. I don't Bloomberg think is in. Though. He like couldn't make this debate, of course, because he just announced him. like two weeks ago. Okay. He'll lose in what? Ready? One sentence will destroy Bloomberg. Trump says he wants to take away your big gulps. Done. Gone. Out of the race. <laughs> Out of the race. Yeah, I, I, no I tell chance. you what. He's got no chance. Uh, gun grabbing, soda banning, yeah. kind of effeminate New yeah, Yorker, New Yorker Jew. Week, week. Yeah, Patrick going. and Bloomberg. I don't <laughs> even know why going. they fucking bothered. To be well, honest with you, I tell so you why. There's like why not? 
But like, all the all the donors right now are really scared because this group of candidates is terrible. Yeah, so yeah, and they're trying to get yeah. Patrick and Bullberg all have fucking big money ties, but I don't think I think that time that that ship has sailed right now. I guarantee yep. you guys, Hillary Clinton gets in. I can't. Well, by the way, let's just. How many fucking times are we going to have these debates where there's ten goddamn candidates on stage? What are they going to start? This will be this will be the last time. There will never be ten again. Again. Yeah, I think this is the last time. They really need to shake I mean, this shit down. It's Corey. If only for our sake. Come on. Hey, yeah, so they kept bringing they kept bringing up Stacey Abrams, the fake governor of Georgia. I know. Why do they keep name dropping? Who cares about Stacey Abrams? Who cares? You know why? They're in Georgia. Dude, That's she's why. <laughs> no, no, she she will. Really They're in that. Georgia. She uh, will be in the, Atlanta. That's why. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> she, no, she will be the VP of whoever wins this. But anyways, I tweeted. I said, I hate, Stace, I said I hate Stacey Abrams, but I think whoever wins this will pick her for VP. And someone who I've never heard of before, like, <laughs> reply retweets me. Nobody cares what you think. The end, in all caps. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, awesome. Somebody replied to me. <laughs> But yeah, I need, okay. I need, I need some of our reporters maybe jump on this and uh, talk some shit about Stacey Abrams and her CFR. <laughs> and, uh, uh, whatever, never mind. Yeah. Um, oh, here's the thing. I want to, I want to hit a couple of the notes I made. Okay, so uh, was it Tom Steyer? Is that the first name? Yeah. Tom Steyer. Yeah, his name is Tom. He's a shithead. Is Tom warming, shithead? Global warming Steyer. Although Tom shithead. I think you said I you pronounce you mispronounced shithead, Brian. <laughs> I think I, I think he had something good on health or not maybe on healthcare, but healthcare plans I agreed with. But that guy, when he went off on environmentalism, and he's like, first thing I'm gonna do as president, I'm gonna declare a state of emergency. I'm gonna wage war on oil companies. I was like, Are you kidding, motherfucker? You're gonna try to you're gonna try to wage war on the cheapest fossil fuels available to Americans. You're gonna declare martial law in the streets. Like, what are you talking about? You're just you're like Hitler, you're environmental Hitler threatening people. If you get elected, and is this gonna is this an effective tactic? No, and I guarantee you guys, global global cooling is coming. If all these people are saying global warming is coming, I it's well, all it's all your standard empty words. Yeah, it's just, words what, in the wind for these. Yeah, did, did you guys think that Joe Biden kept referring to him as my friend because he didn't know his name? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> my my favorite. Maybe oh, I should God, save wait. this. Yeah, wait. I, are you talking about the save? I, let's. We're not saving anything because we'll, we'll just get drunker and forget about it. Best line, funniest thing of the entire night was when Joe Biden was talking about. Wait, I got to find the exact. Okay, best thing ever. So they're talking about the Me Too movement. You guys remember this? And Joe Biden, he's like, you know, I, I, I it's a different time for women, and and no, no man has a right to strike a woman. Except maybe in some, oh, yeah. <laughs> but we have to keep punching at this problem. We have to keep punching and punching and punching this problem. Do you remember that? Yeah, we're talking about. He was talking about uh, women, uh, violence against women, essentially. Yeah. And, he's like, and his his like analogy of combating it is like we need to keep punching and punching, punching, and, punching and people punching. and people started laughing about it. He just doubled that. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna keep going with this because you yeah. know, like, I'm I can't. Sure he- I'm pretty sure that was, like, best, that was my favorite. Yeah, to his credit, it's, it was too late to pull back at yeah. that it, point. You might long? as well just just, Dude, just go into it. Is, thing in the world is so. Is fun. this what he said? Did he say we need to punch violence in the women in the dick? <laughs> no, he says we need to keep said. punching at the problem punch and, right punching it, and punching it and punching it and punching it. I was like, oh, 
Yeah, I think you, you just might have won my vote, Joe. Yeah, that's Sleepy Joe, you've gotten my vote. Do you guys remember <laughs> in another so presidential campaign in a debate when he said something about like you should never hit a woman except from self-defense, you know, maybe a slapper or something? No, he said that again tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah, tonight he said that. He's like, Yeah, you should never right? of course if she hits you first, fucking knock that bitch out. But other than that, you know <laughs> Joe Biden's like Andy Kaufman. He goes and he takes boxing matches and then beats the shit out of women in self-defense. He's like gold gloves. He did sign kind sound kind of senile tonight. Like uh, he would start into something, forget what you, he was saying. You, did you guys notice that old man rant he was about to go on about Twitter until he stopped oh, yeah, himself? He's and like, he's like, yeah, that was that's when I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, forget it. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> it's gonna be Thanksgiving dinner, 2017, all over again. Forgot what he was going to say and. Uh, speaking of another senile moment, uh, so Bernie Sanders talking about yeah, you know, so you know, Bernie did good about, good talking about Saudi Arabia, right? He did good talking about Gaza and Israel. Except then he's talking about Gaza Strip, right, and and how how bad it is and how Israel's you know aggressor. And then he's like, the biggest problem in the Gaza Strip is that we have horrible youth unemployment. I'm like, well, that's not where I thought that was going. I thought that was going to be more residing <laughs> the concentration camps and the, you know, shooting sniper bullets at children's legs. It, no, Bernie a, is good, though. It's Bernie's a start, of, though. It's a start. Yeah, Bernie's one of those few people who's like, instead of fucking choosing sides and fucking funding the Saudis, let's try to get the Iranians and Saudis together, have them fucking speak. Instead of yeah. being the policeman of the world, let's be the peace broker of the world. Let's be a negotiator. Let's be yeah. let's be the moderator of the world. Get these two fucks together, hammer yeah. it out so we can stop killing each other. No, we say the same thing about the Palestinians. Let's, let's show the Palestinians some fucking respect. It's not just Israel or nothing. Mm-hmm. Treat them like human beings. He's one of the few people who's like, let's just try to be peace brokers instead of the fucking, like, the muscle and the fucking bullet behind your threat, you know? Yeah. And he also and I need to hear terror. more of that. They need to be more censored on that, you know? Yes. That's what I need to be hearing from my And all politics. these candidates like Kamala Harris that went after Trump for speaking with Kim Jong-un, I thought was disgusting too. Oh, that's that's yeah, yeah exactly. The same thing they tried to do with Tulsi. Yeah. If you're, what do you mean you can't speak to your enemy? You can't negotiate. You can't no. talk. That was like, such a it's it, asinine. It's insane. If you're at war with someone, you can't sit at the table and try to hash out. I don't know, maybe a ceasefire. Yep. Like, so if I if we're in the middle of a war and I go meet the opposing general to maybe get a ceasefire, I'm betraying my country. Talking you to your that, enemies you is part of like, on children and women. It does my yeah. fucking head in. Enemy or not, you need to fucking talk to people to get resolutions. Like, I don't understand how you can attack someone for speaking to them about, like, the situations we're all involved in. Yeah. Amen. Uh, by the way, do you like Booker? Finally, finally, somebody. The, you know, the moderators won't fucking do it, but finally. He's, sure he's good on the drug war. That's. Booker's, well, Booker's good on the drug war, but he was also the only person to bring up Yemen and killing children in Yemen. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I gave him a point for that. Yeah. I mean, it's, why Why is no moderator bringing that up? Bernie Sanders led the charge in the Senate to try to end that war. The House and the Senate passed bills to stop it, and Trump vetoed it. Yeah, I know. You Trump. can say a lot about Bernie Sanders. One thing I can say pretty confident, he doesn't like war. 
And so no, one thing yeah. about him, so he he's did that. And he also, he's voted for less military spending than anybody, yeah. any of these people. He has a lot but, of but faults, it, but warmongering it, is it not It drives one. me nuts that he never campaigns on that. He never talks about it. It's never a focus I of know, his campaign. Right? He talks about this fucking pandering bullshit with socialism. He's, he's pretty good on it, but he never talks about it. That's why I prefer yeah. Tulsi Gabbard because it's- yeah, it, at she least tonight he mentioned it. Not only did he not vote for Afghanistan or the, the second Iraq war, he didn't vote for the first Iraq war. Yeah. Yeah. But if and he's old ask, enough to have been able to. If they didn't and that's not him, a lot of people can vote. say that. He didn't even vote for the first Iraq war. Yeah. He's like, no, fuck all this shit. We're not going over there. Do you know who pushed both hard? Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Joe yeah. Biden's actually really, really. Yeah, j- yeah, exactly. By the way, you know who else doesn't like certain things is Rachel Maddow and Pete Buttigieg. She yeah. does not like mayor Pete. Like that I was, don't e- I don't either. Dude. I, well, I, no, I'm not, yeah, but we're not the target audience, but Jesus no. Christ, Richard, did you see that one moment where she asked him some question and he did the old dippy dive, which every fucking person on stage does every night. And she goes like this mean, fest. she's like mayor or whatever it is. Uh, Mr. Buttigieg, please answer the question. I was like, damn, Rachel, what you got against Pete? You hate the gays? Aren't you a lesbian? They, oh, is, the gays and the lesbians. Don't yeah, I was going to say at the sake of sounding like stereotypical that there there is some classic clashes between those two groups. <laughs> I mean, I, it was it was just so weird to see. I was like, Jesus, why is she uh, why is she so upset with Mayor Pete? Um, oh. So there's actually four of these people. If I if you had to vote for a Republican or Democrat, I would pick four of these people over Trump. Unless Trump actually ended a war or pardoned Ross Ulbricht, I don't know if I would pick them over Trump. Who are your four? Who would you? Who are your four that you pick over? Actually, no. Let's say this for the end. Hold on. I'm gonna, we're, it's right. not time for specific <laughs> questions yet. Um, okay. Oh, other thing I wanted to talk about, which really pissed me off. Did none of these fucking assholes know what the term justice means? Do they not know what the word means? Because they seem to add justice to anything they want to talk about and figure that it's some great point, like economic justice. Economic justice is apparently people that get into fucking debt, people that go to college, people that take bad loans and then can't pay them off. They are somehow economically injusticed, and now the government has to fucking bail them out. Yes, no. Yeah, I heard a lot of that. Yes, they don't know what the word means. They don't know what they like. They 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 justice is a nice word. It's like freedom. Yeah, think about it. (laughs) Justice is to Democrats as freedom is to Republicans. Yeah, dude. Yeah. If you think about it that way, then it makes sense. When the Democrats, are, <laughs> when the Democrats are putting forth their war bills, they'll call everything. They'll maybe call they're, it, they're maybe they're saying justice. That'll be our yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe That's, they're not saying. Think justice. about it that way. It makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Maybe they're, maybe <laughs> you misheard. Maybe they just keep saying just us, just, just us. us. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> no, dude. That that is a brilliant point by JB there. That I want to go through actually and see how many bills we can find that have freedom in the title that we can swap out justice for the Democrats. It would still make perfect sense. Yeah. Parties. I guarantee we can find a ton of them. So just be a new game. Um, oh, uh, how about this? Howie, how about uh, Cory Booker with a great jab right to Joe Biden's face on legal weed and then bringing up the drug war? That was, no. that was yeah. the best moment of the night. You're, you're taking yeah. all my no, things like, like bots for like the funniest comment thing. Oh, sorry. Well, I figure I'm running this shit. So I'm trying to give you guys topics that, to that, go off. That was excellent. And again, Cory Booker is actually one of my four. Unless Trump legalizes weed. I mean, he's in the position. He can do it. Cory Booker makes if he doesn't, facial expressions I'm gonna like pick, Bill Cosby. 
It's ridiculous. Cory Cory Booker Cory Booker brought in the Yemen thing. Maybe it's, I'm it's thinking maybe Cory Booker will end wars. Maybe Cory Booker will end the drug so, war. I don't yeah. know. Trump hasn't done any of that shit. So what Cory Booker said that was hilarious. I'll I'll put that in as my funniest moment. It was right. like when you said that weed is a potential gateway drug, I thought you might have been high when you said it. <laughs> and when he loud. said that on stage, I that's one one of the that, few times I is, legitimately laughed out loud when I was that watching was that thing. I was <laughs> like, I, I thought you were high when you said it. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Because you must be fucking high. I'm living in the 1920s to think that what you just said is actually true. Biden got so, so riled up. He was like screaming into the microphone, looking at the camera. Like he was like, the, he was like a grandfather that like you touched his world war two pistol and shot his goldfish. He was like screaming into the camera. Yeah. I was waiting for him to get the blood eye again. I know I was rooting and, for it. And it's good that he called Biden off for hiding behind his decriminalization bullshit. Cause de- decriminalization doesn't mean legal. Yeah. Like weed is decriminalized in Philly. That still means that someone can take it from me and find me. I just won't go to jail. Oh, yeah. This is still a plant. It should be federally legal. And anyone that thinks otherwise is either a moron or living in the 1920s. And there's people in jail from Biden's 94 bill. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. all of this nonsense needs to end. And, and Biden did, uh, I mean, Booker also did bring something up. It's already legal for the people with the money to get out of these minor drug crimes that mire people with no money and no resources yeah. who get caught up in the system and spiral out of any fucking potential productivity in their own lives or that of society over something that people with the means to get out of do all the fucking time. You could say so, we even so know I, somebody I, who got out of the circumstance like that. I think you guys missed <laughs> the I won't name him by name, but we know somebody that was pulled over and arrested with what, like 50 hits of acid, a uh, hundred ecstasy pills and uh, three eight balls. And not that, not that we condone any of these actions officially, but uh, he got off. <laughs> so I think you guys might've missed the closing statements, but uh, I, Biden I missed like, half of them. They were Bi- Biden, Biden opens up. He's like, he's like, I know we're talking about criticizing the federal government here, but I'm sure we're not talking about the eight sterling years under Barack. Oh Obama. God. What an asshole. It's like, he's still really? riding. He's still riding Obama's jock, hoping that'll get like, him the nomination. When you destroyed Libya. Well, and now Obama's there's black. Cause he's Africans riding his dick for the last uh, few years. And that's a long dick. <laughs> and Obama won't even endorse him. Dick riding. Have you guys ever? You guys ever watched the Boondocks? Yeah, oh, not a long. Time. You know that show. But when Obama was electing, they had like they do skits, of course, like most comedy cartoons do, and they had a song with Will I Am called "Dick Riding Obama." <laughs> oh, really? I, I suggest you guys listen to it. It's hilarious. Comic book. I've only seen the show a couple of times. Yeah, the show is awesome. Yeah. All right. So you want to get our closing thoughts or what? Yeah. No. Well, let's let's do let's do the question. <laughs> so so Howie, you said you had four people you'd vote for over Trump. Who are they? Unless he does certain things, which he still can do. He might still do unless Trump, I do think he's going to legalize weed. Unless I, I Trump, really, okay, if he legalizes, if he legalizes weed, actually ends a war for real or pardons Ross Ulbricht, he's got me. But if he doesn't do any of those things, I would be more attracted if I had to pick a Republican or a Democrat to Tulsi Gabbard, Bernie Sanders, Andrew Yang, or Cory Booker. These are people that at least I feel are against war and against the drug war specifically, too. That, um, I don't know, if I'm going to have some shitty status, whatever, maybe one that'll do something good. I don't know. I guess it's like, it's also, they're not really talking about things like regulation. You know, Trump ran on that platform. So they worry about them 
regulating the shit out of things. Like, you know, Tulsi Gabbard is a huge environmental warrior, so she could she could really fuck shit. I mean, there's we don't know. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She said a lot of awful things. But listen, she's against the wars. She's against the spying on American citizens. She's yeah. against the drug war. These are all huge, huge things. No, I, I think there are things, and I think there are things that the president has more control over. True. Mm. Like, right. I, I think Elizabeth Warren would be very dangerous if she had a, a Democratic uh, House and Senate. She's the worst. Elizabeth Warren's the. I think. I think Kamala. I think Kamala Harris. I think Kamala Harris is the worst. But yeah, really, Elizabeth oh, I think Elizabeth Warren Warren's way worse than Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. I put a, a note of Elizabeth of Warren uh, with the terms that when it came to the abortion debate, as it always does, and oh, and no. granted, I am. Pro-choice, and I'm unabashedly pro-choice. Come fight me, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Come fight me. But uh, wait, are you like, pro-choice as far as like? A, but do you believe in in a limit as far as like if it's? What about after? We're not. Birth? We're not going to talk. We're not going to get into it now. You I just want to say. Just, what, what about what about af, after birth? Fight what me. About, can all we I'm just saying say, is fight me. All right. Can we just say, can we just say, I just want to, I just want to see if I, I can next to you before. I feel pretty confident. J, JB, I just want to see if I can separate you from my governor. What about after the baby is born? What? That oh my is governor. my answer. To that. Yeah, no, that is my, my answer to that question. Governor. My, my governor, the governor of Virginia says, well, you know, after it's born, we'll have a discussion. With well, the doctor, I, I speak, we'll I speak a language is called English. And what you have just asked me is not an abortion. Yeah, well, I did Virginia. It is right. But, yes, I would. I would. Yeah. Call it so a, that's why I was like, "What?" But the yeah. governor of my state's trying to. But what I was saying about that is, I I just made I wrote down just a quip. It's like, it's Senator Warren. It thinks abortion is the one place that the government shouldn't step into. Yeah. From from her uh, performance in this debate, that's the one place that government shouldn't control your life. Everywhere else, it should be a hundred percent in control. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. See, except I never, there. I never win. Except there, of course. I, I, I also disagree with another point, though. She was like, she's like, rich women will keep getting abortions, not the poor. I'm like, no, no, no. Everyone's going to keep getting abortions. They're just going to die at a far higher rate. Yeah. Rich people will still be getting regular abortions. Good poor abortion. people will go back to coat hangers and back exactly. way alleys. Yeah. Get, push, getting pushed down the stairs. That's what's going to happen. So yeah, everybody's still getting their abortions, Elizabeth. But, you know, not in the best ways. Okay, so let's wrap this, and then we'll do our little our little bonus show discussion. Because um, I think we, this is almost an hour. Time flew. That was yeah, fast. Yeah. Um, all right. So wrapping it up, what's the most libertarian moment you can think of from the debate? This is this camera. There we go. Uh, Howie, go. I can't say it's a tie. Whether it was Tulsi's anti-war stuff, especially her, we better not freaking send troops to Mexico to fight the cartels, that kind of stuff. But also, I was so impressed by seeing Bernie Sanders call out Saudi Arabia and Israel, or for Cory Booker talking about the drone bombing children in Yemen. Like yep. There were some good points in this debate. My yeah. wife came down. She's like, are you super bored yet? I'm like, I don't know. A lot of people just said some shit that I was surprised Shaped to hear. Up. I'm happy the, to hear. The debate really got better as it went along, for sure. JB, what about you? What's the most libertarian moment? Yeah, uh, contrary to other debates, I guess people had a time to talk. I had several, and most of them were married by Howie because he didn't pick one. He said, like, five. Yeah, Howie, yeah. Thanks so- <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go pee real quick. We guys talk about yours. Great. So I would say, like, I, I, I really highlighted when, like, he mentioned that he went to task on Saudi Arabia, and I brought that up with Iran. Like, if we're going to have any foreign policy, our foreign policy should be that of the 
bringing people together to solve their conflicts, not choosing sides and funding wars and funding a side and giving them weapons so that they could fight their own personal conflict over non objective nonsense. We mm. should be bringing people together. That should be our job as the quote unquote most powerful world. I thought that was a very libertarian principle here to, to facilitate, you know, understanding and peace, not to just bankroll a side. Like this is some fucking gambling ring or something like that. Yeah. I also like pretty much a lot of Tulsi's opening statement, which is again, anti-war. If we're looking for libertarianism in the democratic debate, it's going to almost exclusively center around their policies towards war. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, yeah. mine is the same thing. It's, it's going to be, you know, Cory Booker uh, talked about, and Cory Booker for me, he had the most libertarian moment. And it was all contained within, I think, roughly the same speech where he was talking about the war in Yemen, killing children, uh, how this is just, you know, a, a absolute abomination, and then ending the drug war and how it's in a, you know, disproportionately affected brown people. He called them brown and black people. Um, and you know, those are very libertarian points. That speaks exactly yeah. to the biggest. Concern. And the same thing with Sanders. Uh, I imagine uh, he voted against pretty much every war he could yeah. vote against yeah. as being a senator. But one thing that was not to do with war that I thought was libertarian is that Yang brought up something that was pretty interesting. It's like he's, he mentioned a sociological study where two thirds of a ter- educational attainment is based at at home. Mm hmm. And I know homeschooling is a very much a libertarian thing. Yeah, and there you go. Really, a lot of the things like being me, being Dr. Science, like Dr. I learned, Science. I'm not going to lie. I learned a lot of things from public school. I didn't go to bad public schools. Luckily, I had the fortune of growing up with Long Island with high property taxes and new books and good schools. Yeah. So I had I went to good schools because I lived in fucking Long Island, but I would not be where I was or nearly as smart as I was if I didn't have a solid home system with books and people who told me to fucking study and do my homework and like, you know, to focus on the things that matter and like gain educational attainment. Home is where it really begins. And home is where everyone is molded. And I think that's the most foundational libertarian principle at all. It's the family structure and the individuals like home is where everything begins. Family structure. It's not, and it's not just homeschooling. It's all about family structure. Statistically, statistically, the best outcomes are always from people that have, you know, stable two parent households. Um, You know, you're not getting upset. It's it's, that, that leads to the best economic outcomes. Like the best way to predict that someone's going to leap up a level economically is a stable family household. Yeah. And he mentioned that two thirds that studies say comes from the home. It doesn't come from private schools or charter schools or public schools. It comes from the philosophy and ethics and like ethos of the home where you come from. Yep. And that makes perfect sense. And I think that's a very libertarian principle. Fuck yeah, it is. All right. So let's go on to, uh, I think the most status moment we, we probably like for me, it was probably either Elizabeth Warren and, and everything she said, everything, she said, everything on housing, everything on college, everything, everything she said was the worst, but otherwise I will call it Tom Steyer, as I mentioned earlier for his environmental Hitlerism of, uh, using yeah. the, declaring a state of emergency. So anybody, as a Steyer, thought, Steyer wanted, it was one of my most status. Steyer was, he mentioned at one point, forcing towns and municipalities yeah. to build homes that they didn't force. want and couldn't <laughs> presumably afford. He was going to force them to do it because those homes were 
yeah. needed. Yeah. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? What are you talking? <laughs> like, how are you going to force a city to build homes? He just flies in with a fully built apartment <laughs> building and drops it on top of like a parking lot. He crushes a Best Buy and he's like, I have given you homes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you guys. He's the most status. And how do you even get in this? Is he just because he's a billionaire? Like, billionaire. Just, like buy his he way in? Dude, I see his ads in California a lot. Like a lot. I see his ads. But he's from California. He hasn't made a blip out here. No. no the first I, the first I realized he was running is when he went on The Daily Show. Oh, The Daily Show. Why do you even watch The Daily Show? I don't watch it. I listen to it sometimes. Ugh. Ugh. Not worth your time. All right. Next question. Uh, quickie, quickie two. Who helped themselves the most? Who hurt themselves the most? I don't need to hear. I, it's 10 seconds on why. No long diatribes. Howie, go. Howie's staring off into nothing. You start with Howie. I know. He, I wanted to because he was literally like this. I don't think I could. Uh, staring off at nothing. I don't think I could answer for the Democratic listeners, but for myself, I think Cory Booker helped himself with me the most with the Yemen thing and the, his uh, drug war rant. Um, I kind of just wrote him off as like, oh, why is he even running? But I'm like, wow, he's got actually some good ideas. He helped himself with me, I could say at least the mm. most. And hurt themselves the most? Hmm. I guess Tom Steyer, even though I barely even registered him as uh, anything. But that was some crazy shit he was talking. And I would no way would ever want him to be commander-in-chief. Yeah. What are you, JB? Well, this is going to be super short because I pretty much agree with Howie 100%. Like, I'll start with the negative. I I barely knew who Tom Steyer was before this debate, but now I know he's a shithead. So he definitely, <laughs> definitely, like, definitely like did the worst for it, as far as I'm concerned, because everyone else on the debate stage bar him. I've already I pretty much know what they're about, you know. Yeah. Um, but and and as far as um, was that Cory Booker? Yeah. yeah, he had, he at least made me laugh probably the most, you know, and. He did. He, he did bring home a little bit more, a little bit of the libertarian principles. He's still very much a status, mm-hmm. very much a status. I, I would like to say, though, I think that Biden, Warren, Judge, Harris and Klobuchar all had bad performances and we'll yeah. see their numbers drop. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you think so? For sure. Yeah, well, I, I, th- I say- think I got I can't say for the general Democrats, but I, I will have to agree with Howie on both counts. I think Booker got the most plus points from me tonight and Steyer got the least. Mm. I think I agree with you guys that Booker for sure, I think improved the most. I will say that for me, uh, there were a lot of shitty performances, but I'm going to go with Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden really came up shitty here. I mean, I, I think he got his, his clock cleaned by Booker pretty good. I think that whole ridiculous, Punching women thing is going to get blown up, and media are going to talk about that. I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious though, and I feel like he did it on purpose. Is that just me, or did he do it on purpose? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And him, like when the next president tweet, uh, never. No, I don't mean initially. I think he caught on that what he was doing, like how it could be perceived, and he just he just doubled down on it. Is that just me? That after he realized he doubled down, did you not feel that? Today is oh, his seventy. Today is his seventy-seventh <laughs> birthday. He is too old. Well, yeah, I think I think he really hurt himself today. I think Elizabeth Warren was like nothing. Um, 
Yeah. All right. So who's the next to drop out? We'll finish on that and then we'll go and do a little bit, a little bit of bonus, 10 minutes of bonus show for our pride. I think club cars out and her staff is going to suffer greatly. <laughs> they're they're in for a beating. She like lines the hallway with tacks and nails so that they walk out after she fires them. They have to walk across it. JB, what do you think? I think probably like am I pick? How many am I picking here? You can pick a few if you want. If I picked a second, I pick Steyer. Steyer is definitely out. I don't know. I don't think he did anything to endear himself to Democrats tonight. I don't know if you guys notice everyone like, but the even the fact that he has money is enough for him not to win this this nomination right now. So I think Steyer most definitely will be the first out. And I'd probably go after Amy. She's way too moderate. She's yeah. probably like what a Democrat used to be like 1993. Yeah, That's what Amy Kobachar is. So I think I don't think she's uh, prime for the times right now, so I'd probably be my second. I think that I think Tulsi's going to rise. I think that uh, I think Steyer's going to stick around because people have just seen him. He's advertising like a motherfucker. He's got he is he is running so many ads that I think he'll pick up a little bit. Of yeah, because he has money. That's and, a, that's and all he's from California. He's yeah. not. I don't know how how much of a. I don't know how much of a wave he's making out over here. I know. I think he's still polling at like zero or one in California. Well, I'm going to say, I I think he'll stick around because he'll spend enough money to. I actually could see Kamala Harris dropping. I could see her dropping out. I I, I don't think she has more than one more debate in her. I don't think she does. I don't even know how she's hanging on this long as it is. I don't either. I don't, I don't get it. She brings nothing of value. Of all the establishment hacks up there, she's by far the worst. Terrible. It's terrible. By far the worst. It's not even close. She's honestly, the worst. Is it sad that I'm rooting? Corey Booker's like, I don't have enough polling numbers to get the next debate. I need help. I'm like, well, I'm rooting for you to get in now, Corey. Dude, I, I tell you guys what. A lot of these people are going to drop out. And if Tulsi Gabbard stays in, the Democratic Party will never support her. But if it's just her versus a couple of these people, the American yeah. people might come around. To yeah, her. hopefully. She, She's got a shot. She needs a lot of luck and a lot of really she good performance. She has a shot if she can survive. If she yeah. can survive I mean, to the first she, primaries, she might have a shot. If she gets down to when there's like four of them, she won't definitely won't get the support of the media, the DNC, but she might get the support of the people, and we'll have to wait and see. She, and, you know, honestly, she may have a shot at actually upsetting Trump. I can't see any. Oh, yeah. She's the only him. one of them that I think could even possibly. Maybe Cory Booker. Maybe Cory Booker. Mm. He's got the facial expressions to rival Trump. I'll give him that. <laughs> Maybe Yang. There. Maybe Yang too. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know that I want that. Actually, I probably would. I don't know. All right. Well, let's end it on that, know. gentlemen. Cheers. Good job. Oh wait, was was this the bonus show, or are we doing the? No, bonus no, show? no, no. We're gonna go no, into that the was the end show. of the. We're, we're wrapping it up. That was the end oh. of the bonus show. I'm gonna air my grievances about uh, yeah, ELL. Yeah, we're gonna get number it two something or another, whatever about, it is. We're gonna talk about impeachment. <laughs> yeah, that's part of my airing of the grievances. Okay. Yeah, well, we're doing it on the bonus show. This is done now. All right, thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Howie. Thanks to JB. Thank you all for listening to our our special Thursday episode here of Electric Liberty Land, uh, mm-hmm. suffering through these debates. So, for me, Brian McWilliams, from JB Lewin, from Howie Snowden, from the Lions of Liberty, and from Electric Liberty Land. Always stay plugged into liberty.